Hello! little business before we start the show. If you'd like to support the podcast, find us at anchor.fm forward slash magical podcast. We're also on Instagram. There's some links there. If you'd like to share the podcast, that would be greatly appreciated. There's a lot of easy links to do that on our Anchor site. Give us a subscribe there. Give us a subscribe wherever you listen. And if you find anywhere to rate and review us, that also gives us a lot more opportunity to share what we're doing over at Magical. So thank you so much for your support. And of course, check out the show notes where you can find links for our guests material and support our sister podcast, Lilith's Left Hand. You can follow them at lilithlefthand.com. They have a new website. Hope you check them out. Take care. All right, welcome back, Magical Relatives. I'm your host, Paul V. And Jessica. And welcome to the some hundredth and umpteenth day of the apocalypse. It's another (laughs) smoky day where we live. It looks like apocalypse. It does. It looks like the movie, like when you watch Apocalypse Now and everything is like that orangey, like has this like weird orange sheen everything looks like that now and it's funny because i was talking with our friend mana the other day and she grew up in california and she's like oh this is normal i was like oh no (laughs) i don't want to live in in a place with a fire season but i guess a lot of us that's just our 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 normal stuff but Today, we get to talk with somebody that doesn't live in an Apocalypse Now scenario, and you're not in the East Coast where there's that version of Apocalypse Now, which everyone in the East Coast is also experiencing something totally different. Today, we have with us Sid, Sid Moody. Hey, Sid. Hello. Hello. Uh, I'm in the Midwest. Yes. So you are, you're not in the, the hot or the rain. Um, how is, how's everything over there where you are? Um, in terms of weather, we just got done with a really, really hot two weeks. And now I walk outside and it's like 71 degrees. It's overcast. It's just that beautiful, like slight breeze. You don't really need a jacket. You can have one on if you like. This is what I'm looking forward to. This is what I'm looking forward to, what you're talking about. This fall coming, I, you know, I, like all, like all white women can't wait for pumpkin spice season. I might not be drinking pumpkin spice lattes, but the season itself is is my favorite. (laughs) I hate that it's a basic bitch thing to do. I I do get myself one pumpkin latte a uh, season because they are sure. fucking delicious. <laughs> yeah, and there are some places that make their own with like and I make my own little pumpkin spice thing that I pour in coffee that's just like cinnamon and some other spices. Oh, yeah. and, and so I also do it. I just do it um myself and don't tell anyone. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Until just now where I told everybody. Oh, well. You know, <laughs> give and take. <laughs> but Sid, I know I've been, um, we've been talking about you coming on for a couple months now, uh, but Paul and I keep 
having, uh, you know, we're just taking summer off mostly and you were super busy this summer. So we're so excited that we finally get to have you on to talk with you. I met you because you did a class with me. Um, and I loved the way that you talked about numbers and I thought it was really fascinating. Um, so today we're going to talk about numerology with yeah. Sid. Yeah. A, uh, shout out to Jessica. Everybody take her Keystone course. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's great because then it gave us an opportunity. So for the class, we had like three months where we were all you know, developing our own personal practices together as a group. And so each one of the participants in my class, um, I get to know them. And so I get to know the kinds of stuff that they're into. And it's super cool because everybody's into really different things. Um, and Sid is the first person that I talked to that was really into numerology. And I really, I find it fascinating, like gematria, numerology, all that stuff. But the way you described it, one time we were having like a one-on-one or just chatting about something and you were talking about the way the number looked, like the way you, when you see the number, like kind of the feelings of the number itself, like the the lines and the, the angles. And then I was like, oh, I've never... I've never heard anybody talk about numbers in that way, and it really struck a chord with me. Um, and so I thought that was fascinating. So I'm so glad that we're finally having you on here. Yeah, um, I had never heard anybody talk about what I call the anatomy of numbers. So it's like how it's formed, right? Like the human body, the anatomy is symmetrical. So when you look at a uh, sigil or you look at a number or you look at the alphabet you know what those lines represent what they mean so when i started getting getting into numerology and understanding what one through nine meant and what each step meant it like dawned on me i was like oh the four is about structure if you turn the four upside down it literally looks like a chair like it looks it looks like a structure um you know and you have a three which is about the flow you know and um and we can we can talk about kind of those things when we get into the more of what each number means if you guys want to do that oh I love yeah you're the first person that ever talked about that with me and it made it like kind of solidified it for me and now when I look at numbers I look at them really differently and it's because of you so Hey, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I just get, well, it it makes a lot of sense because I think, uh, you know, a lot of us, we try different forms of divination and, you know, like there's many ways you can go read cards. You can read, you know, your, your astrology or whatever, but sometimes it's, I think once you like start to get into one particular thing, you want to be able to like glance at it and then see something right away that, and, and so I like the way you're kind of describing it. Yeah. You could find a number and yeah. Well, yeah. Tell us a little bit more like how you like how you're picturing a number like one through nine and then like what the structure itself is kind of paint. How, what kind of pictures it's painting inside your head when you're looking at them. Yeah. So um, just to start though, like many people, uh, you know, I got into tarot cards. That was the first like divination thing. I yes. had known it's about. Gateway drug. 
It is. It, it truly, truly is. And I had known about astrology, but like most people, you know, like the basics, you know, about the zodiacs and what that means. So I already knew that. And then I got into tarot and then I found numbers. Um, and I was like, oh, holy shit. You know, there's 78 tarot cards and what they mean. I was like, there's only nine numbers. I was like, I can learn. And I really got into numbers. So I was like, I can learn these numbers through and through. Um, so I do work with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And then I also work with 11 and 22, the master number. Some people can go 33, 44, and that's their can of beans. I just do 11 and 22. Um, so to go back to what you were saying, Paul, yeah, let's start with one and let's like work our way through. Um, so ones are all about the, uh, individual. They are the leaders of the numbers. Um, I always make the joke, like if you have a one in a group project at school, you know, they're the ones are the one, haha, pun intended, that's going to make the plan that's going to get the ball rolling. That's going to be the leader of the group. And if you try to tell the one how to do something, uh, they might chuckle at you. Cause it's like, they're just very self-aware of themselves and not in a self-centered way, just very, very aware of what they need, what they want. And that's, I think that's great for people to be like that. You found a one, um, when you looked at the numbers for me and Paul, right. Um, yeah, let me... Uh, Paul was the soul number one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, all, I'm always, like, taking charge of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, always... A, I'm looked at to, as a leader and... Sorry, I'm just... Uh, I'm, I'm bringing up your, your stuff right now. I forgot to grab that. Yeah, I yeah. just thought that was so funny because you were describing it. And I was like, I'm pulling this up because I'm pretty sure Paul's a one. Yeah. And so when you're describing a one... Um, it does fit really well with him. Like if I got a number one as my soul number, I would be like, I'm not sure. But the soul number I got, which we'll get to later, definitely works for me. You're, <laughs> you're a five, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So I got your stuff up right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would, uh, once we get through one through nine, we should definitely talk about the dynamic between, you know, you guys' numbers. I think that's Ooh, I like that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, anyway, so we have the the number one and uh, everything I just said. So when you look at the one, it's just a line, right? It's just the single line. So that single line kind of speaks for itself and what it looks like and what it stands for. Um, so then you have the twos. And uh, twos are about um, kind of two, um, two bubbles of thought where you have the one, it's about the two is about the one-on-one -on -one relationship between you and another person, but it's also about the relationship between you and yourself and maybe some things that you don't like about yourself. Um, if you view the 11 as like the master two, 11s are more the number for like, quote unquote, shadow work and all that stuff. The two definitely has that in it, but it's not as uh, in, 
uh, intent. As you go through and talk about the numbers, I'm like, yeah, kind of looking at it because I'm like, writing oh, it's, like, it's like two, it's two shapes that are pretty different, and you're trying to ha- like find some stability. Well, in that the way was, they ex- I mean, yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to like to get to is when you look at what the two looks like. It has this one as the base, but now it's that one's down. And then you have something, you kind of have this idea of who you are as, as individuals. So those two individuals go down so that you can form this thing that this more fluid structure can be formed off of. Which is funny because it's kind of like cantilevered on the base. <laughs> like it's not right there in the middle. It's on the end. Like it reminds me of like a wine bottle holder. It's cool. So I hope when people are listening to this, they write down the, they're, you know, writing down the number two, because as you talk, I am writing it down. And I don't know, I, I, this is a really interesting way to look at numerology, the way that you're describing it. So sorry. (laughs) No, it's okay. It's okay. Because what you just said made me think of you know, there's two ways to write a two. You have the two, which you can do the little bubble, the little loop, Mm -hmm. or you can go just straight and then do the straight across. Um, And whatever that means to you is, I guess, you know, whatever that means to you. But I, uh, the way I write twos, I don't have that little loop. I just do the hook down and then the uh, angle across. That's how I write them. How do you write them? Do you do the loop? I do a loop. Yeah. I have the little loop. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Some of them might look like Z's. But it's like divination. You know, like it doesn't. Exactly. When it comes down to it, if however it comes out, that's the message. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And there was, um, I did a a podcast a couple weeks ago and somebody uh, commented and they're like, I actually don't agree with the idea of looking at the anatomy of numbers because not not every culture uses the same symbols for the numbers. And uh, that's absolutely true. You know, I can only speak from my experience and the symbols I use. But yeah, in other cultures, uh, they may look totally different. Which then might mean something different for them. I mean, of course, there's the number thing, like, you know, twos are partnership and it's like in tarot and lots of different divin- divination. Each number represents kind of certain things. But if you're also using the anatomy of the number, that's going to change depending on the culture. And it should. I mean, <laughs> um, we should change our perspectives when we look at other cultures. And that's a, it's a good thing to notice, too. Like our perspective shift should change when we're talking about other cultures. Um, and we shouldn't have to put every culture in our perspective. That's like, that's the old way. That's, we don't want to be colonizing other people's cultures and making it our own. Um, And so I think that you could also look at others, like the numbers written in other ways, and it mean, you know, something from that perspective too. You know, there's different symbols for the same thing. And you know, with the Hebrew letters, I haven't even gotten into the numerological meanings. Oh, I just said the word properly uh, of all of, of all of those symbols. So that's just like another example of how deep a divination rabbit hole can go for each different type. Um, we kind of got off on <laughs> a, a tangent there, but. <laughs> well, yeah. but- 
But it's, it, 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 I mean, and, and he'll work it out so that we just end up talking like a normal. But it does make sense. I mean, I think it's really cool because like, um, I took Japanese when I was younger and we had to learn a whole um, other, like katakana, we had to learn how to write things differently. And so numbers will look different um, depending on what culture. And, um, and I just, I think that you could look at those in the same way that we're looking at the two, the way we write it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's all, it's divination. So mm. it will change yeah. based on who's looking at it and what. Yeah. And it's up to your interpretation of what that shun, that whatever shun you're looking at means. Yeah. So like I um, will do, I have a divination style that I use that is um, throwing rocks. Um, yeah. And people use stones uh, or shells or bones. And I use rocks and it doesn't have, I might put that on my mat and somebody else does the same thing on their mat and the same stones are in the same locations on their mat, but they are, they are interpreting it totally differently than I would because I might be looking at the direction or how they fall in this certain way. And so divination is really up to who's doing it. Um, Yeah. A lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think that there's a lot of stuff that we can learn from the numbers, especially like right now we're talking about to most people that we're talking to are going to write the number two in one of two ways. <laughs> yeah, so it's exactly. valid for the podcast conversation as well. So look, yeah. go through all the numbers. Totally. Totally. So, um, yeah, uh, three. <laughs> three. Um, threes um i don't think there's anything else i wanted to say about twos in terms of like what the two is oh um if uh if you are a two uh you're probably a really good listener um and uh there is a tendency for twos to be a little bit codependent because it's about those scales so putting too much on one side uh, can be a thing for a two um so then you go into the three and uh, threes, um, if you are familiar with tarot cards, threes uh, are the empress. And it is, threes do have a very similar, similar vibe. Um, it's about creativity. It's about flow. Um, it's also about communication and not necessarily communication between you and the outside world. It's about the communication between yourself so that you know what you're creating. You know, like we all, you know, we all can sit down and just throw paint on a um, on a canvas and that's a three vibe. But sometimes that throwing paint can form into something and that's where that communication process can come in. And sometimes it's not like logic thinking. It's not that masculine energy. It's not that logic has to make sense it has to like be organized uh, because that's that's the four that that's the mental space of the four the threes are still in that feminine flow so when you look at a three and the reason i bring up that paint splatter is you start off and you don't know what you're doing but then you get inspired and something comes to you so it's that flow from the top from kind of spirit or source or your like feminine so it's, it's that flow from the top 
to the middle and then down to that physical form. So it's that flow. And, and, and that can go up. I mean, I've never seen anybody write a three from the bottom up, but you write it from the top down. I tried to do it from the bottom up, and it looks all wonky. Now, just like a sideways butt instead of a three. It's wrong. wrong. (laughs) I like to the three. uh, I I also like looking at the three because it reminds me of threes are, um, you know, if you look at a triangle and a triskel and all of those things, they are finding – it's all about finding a balance, right? Um, And so there's this – Well, it's about that – it's about the – physical aligning with the mental so that you can bring something in and actually manifest it. So it's the combination of those two kind of forces that you need to really tie it up to the top to be able to even get information. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. It's definitely, yeah, the combo. And then you have to use both to balance it out. Yeah. Yeah, you can sit there and channel, 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 but it doesn't mean anything if you can't like make sense of it or what does it mean for me? You know, I mean, you can word vomit all day, but you're going to exhaust yourself. So you have to, that's why the three has to go into the four. And we'll talk about that when we get to the four. There, ha- Yeah. Threes always have to have like all of the triangles, right? You can only see three points of it, but there's a fourth unseen point. Um, and that's the point that you want to get to, right? Like there's the, the, and it moves into the four if you're like really balancing it. Well, and, uh, something you said that it just made me think about, um, I don't remember what it was that you said, but it's something about triangles and, but anyway, my point here is the three is half of the eight. And we haven't got to the eight yet, but just to make a point of, you know, it's half of that infinity sign, essentially, because eight is, you know, it's an eight, but it's also the same symbol as an infinity sign. So it's that you need that creative creativeness to be constantly moving. Like you, it's a kind of a necessity. It, now that can get crazy. Uh huh. It reminds you know, like, me of like so threes. So let's say we're going on a downward spiral to find our inner mm-hmm. self, and that three is a part of that down journey, right? It's about mm-hmm. it's a part of this like really dark downward inner journey shadow shit. The mm-hmm. eight is the reconstruction coming back up of that spiral and that so it's like yeah. the three in both so like it is the three come together into yeah. the creation of something so the three is so important it's so necessary on that journey but as you're coming back you're like oh i'm completing i'm completing the thing yeah you know so the three yes. and eight are super connected it feels like it does. It does feel like that. Well, and I have this like running joke that the three, five, and eight are all best friends. Um, but anyway, and what's funny about what you just said is that the eight is the part is the phase of the one through nine where you take yourself out into the collective stage, society, whatever you want to call Yay. it. So it is that winding back up of uh, completion. Yeah, yeah. Yay. I was like, and I can see it. 
Yeah, well, and I, I also never have tried to write a three going up, so that was interesting. Mine also looked like a sideways button. Right <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is wrong. I'm not I'm doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> and the four we talked about already, and I think the four is what actually, they are really the example that you gave me originally that made me think like, of, I think you mentioned that it was like a chair, and that it was so stable. And I was like, oh, so true. And I had just never yeah. thought to look. And that's true for sigils. When we look at sigils and we need to look to see what we're looking at, it, it makes so much sense to really think further than just, it's a four. Yeah. Yeah. So you have that creativeness of the three, but you know, that it can get a little um, not chaotic because that word is with the five. But um, it it just can get a lot, you know what I mean? Like it just you, if if you create, 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 like you know you have to it it has to end or it has to be structured in some way. So that's where that four energy comes in. Yeah, there's so much flow. There's so much flow in that, and it just did remind me too, like when you look at astrology and you look at the symbology for the planets, um, crosses and circles and um, things like that. Those are for a reason too. Um, it mm. says a lot about the planet as to if it has a circle, if it has a half moon, if it has a cross. And so when you learn astrology and take astrology classes, they talk about that a lot. And so that way, when you see an asteroid coming and then you see the, you know, the symbol for that asteroid, it tells you more about the energy of that asteroid um, and how it's going to interact with you. So I think that 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 is interesting because it does relate to us looking at numbers and like seeing all these right angles. And I mean, why the three is flowing, flowing, flowing energy. And it's not that closed loop. So it's not like the closed loop of the eight is cool because you are regenerating yourself. You're getting that energy out and back and out and back and out and back. The three is like energy is just flowing through <laughs> and I can right. see how that could get a little much. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, well, it's also depleting of yourself. If you just keep giving and giving and giving and creating and creating, you know, you're, you might be left with nothing. Um, well, and when you were talking about, so I have the Jupiter symbol tattooed on my thumb cause it's my <laughs> chart ruler, but it's a little bit altered because um i'm a two four in human design and the jupiter symbol kind of looks like a two four absolutely looks like a two four <laughs> so um, when you were talking about the planet symbols i was like oh shit i've never thought about that yeah that's funny <laughs> yeah so it just back to the point of people being like well i don't believe in looking at it because it doesn't mean anything because it changes but why are why does it look that way yeah. So, and well, I think, well, to, to compound on your thought, I think the reason why the three and the four look totally different is because, you know, the, it's, it's not as big of a shift from a four to a five as it is from a five to a six, but the three, four is like totally different entities. <laughs> And the, the way I like to describe it is the three is that, and I got this from tarot, the three is that 
feminine, more understanding, creative energy when the four, oh, the three is also the empress. The four in tarot is the emperor. So it's that structure. It's bringing about stability, a grounds upon which something can be built. You know, um, if you have a chair and you knock one of those legs out, it's going to fall over. So, and you need structure for your everyday life or else you're, you know, your world can get a little bit, um, I'm not sure what I'm, what the word I'm looking for is, but, um, routine is nice and being able to check boxes sometimes for moments in your life is, is needed. And to make that mental space, that more masculine energy feel good. Um, I don't want to use the word ego, but that keeps popping up in my brain. It's like, you know, the ego is your employee. It's not your boss. So it likes when it has a job. You know, the ego likes when it has a purpose, when it can help you, when it can help you organize things. You know, it makes you feel good, Um, like you have a grip on life. Um, so that's why the four is really, really important in the one through nine. And yes, we did already talk about what the four looks like. Um, it's right angle, you know, another right angle. And then you bring that one back. It's, it's kind of all about, you know, what you need, what you need as a foundation. So you can feel stable and structured. I love it because um, when you look at the three, it definitely does have all of those like it's flowing and angle or, or you know, it's it's no angles. It's really pretty. And it also now I'm like, it looks like a sideways butt. But I was like, but it also looks like boobs now. So. <laughs> you saw it? Of course. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like I was waiting to say it. Yeah. Was anybody no, else going to notice it? I was not, I was not it? waiting to say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the four is a throne oh yeah upside down yeah well and kind of yeah how how do you rule your kingdom which is you you know yeah and i mean on the note of like you know you were talking about fours giving structure and stuff um i we all go through these times in our lives where we could really use to use that going back to that structure. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe it could always, it could often be after a time of a lot of free flowing creativity. Yeah. Right. And then, cause I am really looking forward to a little bit more structure personally in my own life right now. And I am restructuring things. And so I look at a four a little bit differently right now Mm-hmm. Um, than I would have earlier. So just as a side note of like, yeah, structure is not always bad. It's sometimes so. Well, you love structure. Love it, yeah. Paul. Love it. Patterns. <laughs> I want to be able to, yeah. But that's well, just- and that's, that is a very, very one, uh, one trait. <laughs> it, well, and um, I, so, I'm, so I am a seven with a two influence, but my personal year is a one. And right now, September is also a one month for me. So I'm really feeling that like, what do I need? What do, what kind of routines best serve me? Um, You know, what, how can I really set myself up for success? So Paul, you're right on the nose with that. 
<laughs> Ooh, and now we get to the fives. And I just want to say that I remember a couple of years ago listening to a podcast and somebody was talking about fives and she was shitting on fives so hard. Um, and I'm a five and I don't know anything about numerology. Um, but I, in general, like, I don't like these um this is good and this is bad and that happens with astrology too it's true not to cut you off but it's true people always shit on fives like it's super annoying individual of the five the five number itself if you're in a year five it doesn't matter people always shit on fives and tarot too like if you get a five which is funny because the five in the soul and like the major arcana is a great card the hair yeah yeah i mean for me I love that soul card. Yeah. I mean, when I was learning tarot, it did come the way I learned it. It did come with a lot of, you know, on the negative side of the five. Sometimes that can be religious uh, control and stuff like that. It's just so funny how there are some things that have this super negative bent on it. Instead of it being like change, challenge. Those kinds of things, which are all really good, really um, expansive experiences, but they come with this like weird negativity where we have to be like, oh, it's bad. But all of those things end up being really good for us. So five. Yeah. So yeah, uh, the five, one of the big words associated is change. It just, it really, it really is the moment um, of change. And if you are a five, like Jessica is, um, you might grow up in an environment where you are constantly being pushed to change your perspective and change yourself, how you view the world. Um, But they are little, uh, little agents of change. They really walk around. Um, I said this in your reading, but it is something that I, I like to tell most people, if it comes up when I'm typing it, um, uh, if, if they are a five is like, you know, look, you might, uh, be a mirror for people to see what they don't like about themselves because fives are already really aware of the changes that they have to be, they have to make and that they want to make. So they're able to see changes that need to be made in other people. And so when you have a conversation with a five fives may rub people the wrong way because they're just very aware of bullshit. They are very no nonsense people. They can kind of see right through you, which again can put people on the guard if a five comes off too strong. Um, And go ahead. It makes people uncomfortable. Yeah. It definitely makes people uncomfortable. Um, and it even makes the person seeing it uncomfortable sometimes because yeah. you want to say something. Um, but it's good if you need help to talk to a five. It is. <laughs> because they can see stuff yeah. and want to help you with it. Um, but it, 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 it does – it is like being a mirror. I was listening to this um, Courtney Barnett song that just came out, and it's called Let Me Be Your Mirror. And I was like uh, – and it came out – 
the day that you sent me this reading oh, really? and I've been listening to it all the time and it's just like how and I, I do find myself doing that for people but now I get paid to do it which is great <laughs> <laughs> there you go yeah that's or that uh, oh I was just gonna say that's that eight influence I think Jessica go ahead Paul. well it reminds me of like uh like Uranus and your astrology chart like it's gonna something needs to change and it's like it's immediate. You don't really get it. It's just like immediate resolution when you're in a yeah. like, top tip, like in, like in your chart, like especially opposed to something. It's just like, yeah. Hey, welcome. Hey, here's your inner anarchist and just shakes everything up and then yes, back on your way. Figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and look at the way the five is drawn. You have that, you have a right angle, you have a, another right angle. So that's the four energy. And then it, it just all of a sudden is like, nope, I'm going to curve now. <laughs> and it just totally changes its mind. So then that, that three flow comes back into play. Um, and I think that, that it, that's so interesting that literally the way the five looks is also what the five is about. The five has changed. It's the shift. It's a pivot. Um, a word associated is, is chaos too. It fives can be a little, fuck it, hands up. You know, uh, they don't really need a outside approval, um, because it's still an internal number. Um, so they can just change like that and they don't really give a heads up. They don't need a reason. Um, people may be like, oh, well, what? what the hell, man? I thought we were going on vacation. And that five can be like, no, I changed my mind last night. I'm really, really sorry. I hope you can find somebody new, but I can't go anymore. And it's, yeah, they're this just very like, I've been married to a five. This is a, yeah. <laughs> I, I can easily change. Um, no, I'm a career occultist now. <laughs> okay. We're moving across the country. All right. <laughs> Come on one. I'm telling you what to do. And I'm sure that one was like, I love you so much. I love you so much. I love you so much. Oh, it's so great. Cause sometimes I'll tell him stuff and he'll be like, you don't know what you're talking about. And then two weeks later he'll come back and he'll be like, I looked into it and now I'm ready to listen <laughs> because I, I do. I, I am definitely an agent of change and chaos, which I think can be really hard for people that are in on the ride with me. Um, like Paul, but it also is really good because it brings things out in people for themselves. So well, I, I really are... dislike boredom. And so do I, which is what you said in the reading for a five is like, I, so we've lived in Eugene for like four years and I am starting to really lose my mind. Um, I move a lot. I, mm -hmm. but it's different because we have kids. So it's like how to be a five and also a responsible parent. I, I'm uh, working yeah. on it. Well, we have a bunch of little travelers. <laughs> They're down. I'm the only one who's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So fives, five energy. I'm just used to so many people. I just, I, I'm glad. I like the way that you do your readings for people because you talk about it in a way that is empowering versus disempowering, which I think a lot of people talk about um, astrology, numerology, or divination in a way that is kind of disempowering to people. Well, I mean, and that's why I don't really give uh, 
tarot, like tarot readings. I used to do like I do for numerology charge, you know, but, um, when I give tarot readings, it's all about shadow work. So I don't give tarot readings to people unless they ask me like, and I, if, if I know you, I don't hand them out for free. Um, but I don't, I don't offer them anymore because it's all about shit that you probably don't want to talk about. And that's just my channel for tarot for numerology. My readings are very much like, Hey, you know, like the one you need to be aware that ones are uh, burnout central just because they're so focused on what they want to get done. So you just need to be aware that ones can burn out pretty fast. I like to phrase it in a way of like, look, there's a good and a bad side to everything. These are just things to be aware of. I don't like when readers are like, you're going to burn yourself out. You're going to blah, 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 like telling you how it's going to happen. I'm more like to phrase it of like, hey, this is something to look out for. But you yes. choose no matter what. I love that. I love that. And that's why I always go with certain astrologers because they are always in, they're like, there could be some challenging stuff coming up here. You know, yeah. And, yeah. and that is good. We want the challenges and we want that dichotomy. So I read the the five information that you gave me and I felt like it was um, letting me know information about it, but also in this way that is positive. So I like it. Yeah, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. That makes me happy. <laughs> cool. Sixes. I'm writing okay. it. I'm writing so. it. Down. That six has, um, okay, well, first, um, what sixes are about. Sixes are the last number of the internal numbers. They are about internal harmony. And um, something that uh, lately I've been using to describe sixes is the Merkaba. So you have a triangle facing upward. You have a triangle facing downwards. You have those six points. And it's the bottom three of like your physical reality or kind of what's going on inside your body, listening to your body, taking cues from your body and being able to hear yourself up here with um, your more unconscious energy and being able to communicate those two things. So the sixes is when the is when your actions line up with what you're thinking, which lines up with how you're feeling. So it's really those three points all synced up, all in line, you know, um, it's that in internal harmony of understanding yourself, understanding why you're triggered by X. It's you get to the, you get to the depth of why well not why because sevens are why um but anyway it's it's that communication between the spiritual body and the physical body yeah you guys write down a six and look how it folds into itself it spirals into itself it is looking yeah. inward it's really cool so as you're describing it i keep writing these numbers and it is just going into itself which is so funny because it just reminds me of all the negative bent that everything has um, over the past couple centuries about darkness and women being, you know, and witch 
witchcraft and all. And so six is a bad number. But really what it is, is looking into oneself and going into the self and looking into that darkness. And that's what it sounds like we were saying. And when I write it, when you Mm -hmm. talk about the anatomy of numbers, it really does look that. I mean, it looks like that. It's just being able to have kind of those uncomfortable conversations with yourself and being able to still find love for yourself kind of just no matter what and sixes are really uh in terms of like if a six is in a group if the group is arguing the six is the one that's gonna mediate it's like okay what's going on here why are you upset What's going on with you? Okay, can you understand where they're coming from? Can you understand where they're coming from? The six needs the harmony, you know? It needs to really understand itself. And that's why it's it's that last phase before we go out into the rest of the world in the 789. I'm kind of seeing, like, the continuation of it, too. Like, when you're drawing the six and it's looping in, it seems like it could almost be, like, a just a continuous loop. Reminds me of shadow work. Yeah. Which never ends. You, you know, oh, anybody, wow. you know, like oh, again, yeah. key warning sign for us. If you've ever met anybody who said they're done with their shadow work, keep walking. Run. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it makes me laugh too because I was thinking about the 666. Um, and then if you think about a triangle, um, being like looking at a masculine and a feminine um, and the third point being a balance. It's just like looking in itself for mm-hmm. each of those points or like you're looking into what is going on with your like moon energy. You're looking at what's going on exactly. with your sun energy. And that is that ego part. What is the ego parts that are ruling you? And then what are these feminine or the moon energies that are really um, holding you back? And so it's so funny because the 666 is like the devil symbol, which is really just the like, I have figured my shit out symbol. You're like, what? Yeah, well, uh, is a, a totally made up construct. Well, in my opinion, is a totally made up construct. <laughs> oh, of course. Wait, well, what did you? I thought you said six six six. But what did you say was a made up construct? The devil. What oh. uh, you were you like you were like it's the devil, and I'm like, well, that's made up. So <laughs> I was like, we all have devils, and they're made yeah. like exactly. Well, in terms, I was I was just meaning in terms of the Christian six 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 and the wet blanket that is that (laughs) yeah it just feels like one more of the um kind of demonizations of of things that we need we need feminine energy we all of us men women it doesn't matter it's not having anything to do with gender right um and we all need that energy but it has been decided that we are going to subjugate the energies to be genders and we're going to subjugate women and all of these things. And it, it, you know, um, it just points to kind of when Christianity or religion is shitting on on certain things, it kind of makes me wonder, Oh, I wonder what hidden power is in that thing. And so like this 666 energy, I'm like, that is a lot of internal shadow work, good stuff, energy, the stuff that actually makes you see the truth 
of things, the yeah. truth of yourself, the truth of where you live, the truth of how you relate to people. Um, and then that will change your relationship with the outside world. So, well, I'm yeah. Really and, loving this and, sick conversation. and yeah, well, and I just, oh my God, so many thoughts, so many thoughts. That's why, you know, it's like the idea of going inside to find your own darkness. Um, the, you know, Christianity and religious, uh, facets took that as a bad thing because it was in, empowering yourself you know no go to church you know go you got to go to the broker you got to pay the bank to access god so don't go in because you know don't go in don't go into the darkness don't find it for yourself come to us let us do it for you <laughs> yeah it's you like that. In, you're like a devil and so it's that left-hand path. Well, it's it's that feminine too. path. That, that option, it makes it really convenient. It's easy to get sucked into that one. Because, yeah, you, you can, again, you can just go broker it to somebody else. And then, la do doo back on my way. Yeah. Oh, that's what confession yeah. is. Have you ever done well, that? I'm good, you know. It's like, what? No. I've done confession. I've, <laughs> uh, you know, you go in and you confess all your sins. And then you just say some prayers and then you're forgiven. You don't have to work out why you did it, how you can avoid it in the future. You don't like have to consider anything about it. You just say it out loud and then you say some prayers and it just disappears into the ether. And you can <laughs> next week you can do it all again and you come back and you know get saved. <laughs> exactly. It's interesting. Such so a interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like when you were talking about, I don't remember what it was, but it's, it's like, so the six is that idea of, you know, this physical avatar that you're in, it comes with its own stuff. You know, it comes with its own coding from your mom and your dad and like the physical coding of the DNA, but then your soul, you know, or essentially who you are at the not the root, because that would be your physical body. At the, I don't know the root up here, I guess. At, at the root of it, it's where those two things line up. So, you know, you can understand wounding. You can understand why you might... Me, personally, um, I have uh, addiction shit in, because both of my uh, parents are addicts. God bless them. I love them to death, but they are. So my physical body has a lot of addiction stuff in it and that my soul, for some reason, chose to deal with. And so in my sixth year, it I had to pull myself out of a pretty bad addiction hole. It's where I really, really had to line up. What the fuck am I doing here on earth? which is what do I feel in my body? And I had to get those two together. And I'm really glad I did because I was going down not a well-lit path. <laughs> um, I had to deal with a lot of just uh, coming to terms with myself. I think that's so like, think about the six as the one that curves into itself. The one being I am the self that you are, um, and then the six curving into itself. So taking the one and curving into itself to see why it is that you are the way you are. Yeah. Yeah. So amazing. So yeah. the sixth year is really the, is what you're saying is the year that you're really looking into why you are 
-hmm. like some of that conditioning and some Mm -hmm. of that ancestral trauma, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Year sixes sound rough. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, they, uh, they, they can be Mm -hmm. ironically enough in, in the sixth year, that's, um, high possibility of a love interest coming into your life on a six year because you're already doing all of that work. And so you're getting on that vibe of truly figuring out yourself and understanding yourself and loving yourself. So of course you might manifest that thing to you. Paul just started a year six a couple days ago. He is currently (laughs) belated birthday. (laughs) so um sorry that I said it sounds rough I didn't mean it I what I meant was it sounds like you're in for a lot of really cool spiraling shadow work oh it started it's already started (laughs) and the way that I like to like ease this whole like process is look when you sit down and watch a movie you know you need the bad parts of the movie or else you're bored you're like, what's the point of this movie? So in the sixth year, you know, if you're having a, a down part, you know, just it's it's a part of the process. So, you know, yeah. that though. I'm not saying anything that you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not something you necessarily look forward to, though. No, but kind of, you know, like the uh, coming out the other end, it's pretty it's probably pretty good because we've all experienced a sixth year all right so i'm super excited to hear what happens at the end of a six year going into a seven because one through six internal right then seven eight nine external eleven twenty two are those external too um yes uh the eleven can actually live in both realms Okay, guys. So we we did one through six with Sid today, and then we're gonna do seven, eight, nine. I wanted to sing the song from uh, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, twelve. For any of you that are my age and grew up, I, so many people will know that song. But okay, so seven, eight, nine, eleven, twelve, eleven, twenty-two. We'll do next time. Cool. But I really wanted to hear your story about saving a cat yesterday. Can we do it? So oh. Sid right now is pet sitting. And we were talking about how cool it is that she gets to pet sit because she really, really loves pets. But she doesn't have one right now. Yes. And she was going to tell us a story. I was. I'm so glad you remembered because I totally forgot. Um so my friend uh, texts me yesterday and she goes, hey, my coworker found a kitten on the way home from work. And so my friend Betsy, you know, she sent a mass text out to everybody was like, my friend doesn't want to take or my coworker doesn't want to take this kitten to the shelter. It's like one month old. It's oh so God. small. It's a baby. It needs so, bottle, felt, bottle fed and stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't have a bottle, but I have a uh, syringe. So I'm, I'm, I'm using that right now. But anyway, I was like, oh, I want a cat so bad. I can't have a cat. So I texted my friend, Carolyn. And Carolyn's been one the cat for quite some time. I was like, look, free kitten, free kitten. You, ha- you might have to pay to get it spayed or neutered. Like it's so young, you can't even tell if it's a male or a female yet. I was like, you're going to have to pay for vet visits and all that kind of stuff. But hey, free kitten, do you want it? And she was like, uh, I'm going to Michigan this weekend. I can't pick it up. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep it for you this weekend. 
I was like, I will just keep it in my bathroom. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm going to save this cat for you. I'm going to get this cat. So I text my friend back, Betsy. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to take it for Carolyn. And so then she gave me the number of her coworker and me and that coworker texted and I picked it up last night and um, Carolyn's going to grab it on Monday. So it's like, it goes from Betsy to me to Carolyn. I'm picking it up from the coworker. I'm keeping it all weekend for Carolyn. Carolyn's going to pick it up on Monday. It's like, we're all going to save this cat together. Oh, and you're syringe feeding it. And it's a tiny, well, uh, for some reason it's white in my mind. What color is it? It is. It's white. Yeah, I can see um, it. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, she's not having it on her. I mean, I can picture it in my mind. Sorry. (laughs) No, yeah. yeah. Uh, It's white with like black spots, like tiny black spots all over it. Um, but yeah, good job, Jessica. <laughs> it's so cute. We, I, I it, of course, I can see it because we also, when I was a kid, had a kitten. Um, we were cat people. My mom always had cats. We always had cats. And one of her friends found a ki- uh, a month old tiny kitten, and it was white. And so I am seeing this experience lived through you right now, and it's really exciting. Still though, still. And then we had to give it away. So we like, we had to take care of it and love it. And I remember just syringe, like, or we had a little tiny bottle thing that we would feed it with. And then we had to give it away. And it was so hard because it's this tiny little thing. (laughs) So I'm proud of you. Thank you for taking care of this little baby. Yeah. Even though I want it myself. I know. Now now I get to be an aunt and I get to go to her house once she has it. Be like, I took care of you. Oh my God. And this morning, just like, explosive poop everywhere so I had to wash it and clean up the tub and uh but one day I'm gonna be like I cleaned shit off of your face it reminds me of this morning I took a picture of our kitty and I put it on Instagram and it was just about how much I love this kitty and it came like my friend fosters kittens and it was like I'm not I shit you not it was half dead she um called me one day and she was leaving the vet and she was like, I had to take the kitten to the vet again because I thought it was going to die and she's just doing so bad. And I was like, I will, that is my kitty. I'll take it. And so, and I, this, this morning was like, put a picture up of her and I was like, imagine this disastrous mess that looked like a bat, a wet bat, not a cat is now this beautiful thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because people gave a shit and cared about it. and Yeah. Yeah. So I'm it's, glad we're doing that. It's worth it. It's worth it. Opening up the bathroom door and getting hit with this wall. <laughs> <laughs> to see that thing clean and fed and curled up taking a nap afterwards, I was like, ugh, worth it. <laughs> Send me a picture. <laughs> okay. I will, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for coming and talking with us about one through six. And I'm really excited to hear what is in store for Paul after the end of a year six. So, well, I'm, and I'm curious, you. like, well, I wanted to know, like, so you, I mean, you, I want to talk a little about, uh, about you working with other people with numerology. So what, what do you, so what kind of led you to numerology and and how do you how does how do you appreciate it when you're able to help people using it? How I got into numerology was Karen Ronkowski's podcast. 
shout out to her. She had we a love her here. Yeah. Oh, good. You know her. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know her personally, but I've been listening to her podcast forever. Um, but she had a guy named Brian on, and he is a numerologist. He's he's into numbers and he just talked about the numbers and what they meant. And from that episode, I was hooked. And I just looked into it. And I was, I also was, it was appealing that I was only going to deal with 11 numbers, not 78 tarot cards. Right. And so it was less, less uh, substance for me to sink my teeth into and just go more in depth than I felt like I was doing with, like I said, the 78 tarot cards. Um, and um, even though I'm into spirituality, uh, I'm a very left brain person. I just am. I'm really structured and organized. So in, in school, what is your number, your life number? I am a seven. I want to know about sevens, but we're going to I'm like, yeah. I'm, <laughs> um, but just uh, I've always been into um, things that just logically make sense, like a math equation, you know, has a has an end. It comes out to a solution and that makes my brain happy. So new, like numerology and just being able to add the numbers and um, there was just something about the simplicity that really attracted me. And then once I got the numbers, like what they all meant, I started giving numerology readings and then it just, I just channel things. So um, if like, if you are a soul five and I give you a reading and I talk about what fives are, that paragraph is going to be different than the, the five individual over here. It's, I mean, I, I have the same knowledge, but the way the information comes in, what comes out, when I type is going to be different for each reading. Yeah. Different fives. Yeah. I just like logic. I use what I know about the numbers. I do the math, but then I just kind of channel whatever comes during that moment, you know, I guess. So. Which is funny though, because I think too, in your knowledge now of really honing in on these numbers, probably your tarot game as as on point because it's all numbers too i mean like all of those divination tools kind of open up more for you because you have all of this number stuff in your head and so like it says a lot about how we pick the one thing that really speaks to us and it opens up so many doors in our brain (laughs) yeah yeah when i um so a part of my daily thing is i pull cards and i i journal and um, I pull tarot cards uh, and I really try to just because the numbers I just are like highlighted in my brain. I, I figure out what the numbers are immediately. And then I'm like, OK, Sid, you know, what do the, what does the card mean? Let's go back. I'm not giving a reading. This is for me. Let's go back and remember what this card means instead of just um covering it all with what the numbers are so (laughs) yeah the numbers definitely are like look at me look at me I'm like okay well no what does the six of pentacles mean though it's a six yes (laughs) (laughs) because that's kind of how what I think about tarot I look at and certain decks mean certain things I mean even though it's a six of pentacles in this deck 
is totally different than if I pick another deck, Six of Pentacles, because it it's really, you know what I mean? The looking at it. So I, that's what, I don't know. I've said it a couple times. That's why I'm really into your numerology, because it's really focusing on the way things, just looking at things and opening up my brain in that way, which is super cool. Yeah, thank you. Um, thank you so much uh, for having me on um, and just being interested in it in general. This is something that I definitely did not foresee um, people asking me on podcasts about. So I'm pumped. This is cool. Yeah, it's great. I got to know you in my class and I really enjoyed it. And you were teaching me stuff and I love that. I think it's so important for everybody to remember to be a teacher and a student at the same time. And I think it's cool that you can teach people all this fun stuff. Yeah. Now, Sid, how can people like follow what you're doing? And if they're interested in a consult, what kinds of things do you offer? And what can, or what, you know, like what kinds of things are people usually coming to you? Yeah. Um, thank you for reading my mind, Paul. I was literally just going to say this. Um, yeah, uh, you can find me on Instagram at mystic.moody. Um, I have posts and a video about how to calculate your own numbers, um, and what one through nine and then 11 and 22, what they mean. So you can, um, Calculating your own numbers is so easy. We can get into that on, on the next um, the next time we do this. Uh, but yeah, find me at mystic.moody. Um, and if you aren't on Instagram, I will give Paul and Jessica my email. You can send me an email um, if you are more interested and I can send you some information over. Yeah, we can put that stuff in the show notes real easy. Yeah, we'll put all that stuff in the show notes. And we're so glad that you came and talked with us and like helping people just, you know, it's good for us all to open up our minds to different things. Like I wasn't always open to numerology or tarot uh, or astrology. Um, I was honestly pretty closed off to it when I was younger because, you know, I knew everything. But now I don't. And <laughs> and I love I, I think it's so great. I think we all need to um, not need to. It's good for us to open ourselves up to well, all this fun stuff. Well, it's just really interesting because you can map out your soul number. There's the year number, month number. What, what other types of so how, how, what yeah. other ways do you break it down? Yeah, I haven't um, started my collective numerology posts, uh, my daily posts um, on mystic.moody on Instagram yet because I just had a really, really busy summer. Um, But what I do on that Instagram page is every day I do, well, not every day, but I do um, a collective days for one through nine. So the way I do numerology um, collectively, uh, 2021 is a five year. So that five number gets added to every month number. So five plus nine is 14. So we are also in a collective five month. So September will look like a big, big change month. It might be a little chaotic of a month on the collective scale. Woo woo. Um, (laughs) But uh, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to go any further on that. Um, but yeah, so check out that page. So I do dailies every single day. 
So you have, it's like a shrinking box. You have the year number, then you add the month to get the month number. And then that month number is added to the day number. So it gets more specific and more specific and more specific. So this month is a five. Today is a four or the date is the fourth. So today collectively is a nine day. So that's, that's how that's broken down. And, and I give a post for every single day. Like I said, they're not up yet. I probably start them within the next couple weeks for the dailies, but I did make a post about September being a five month. I know. And it's so great too, because it goes along with astrology. I mean, like I love it because I mean, astrologically, I've heard that September is, is that same thing. So I love that all these divination tools can, it makes me laugh when they all point in the same direction. Yeah. I, um, I'm not, I don't know what's going on with the planets and what signs they're in. I know we're in Virgo season. Um, so I like Virgo season personally. Um, structures sometimes difficult. Well, there's, there's a lot of, oh man, there's like a lot. Well, there's a lot of Uranus opposed Saturn still. And Uranus is and that that's coming back five. again. So yeah. like a, the, the first part of the month actually looks pretty good. It looks pretty chill. Um, and then the end of the month is kind of like, remember this theme for the rest of the year? Kind of reintroducing it a little bit. And, yeah. And then there's some potential conflicts with like... Um, remember this thing you needed to change but didn't? Um, remember this thing that you needed to change but didn't? Remember what? this okay. thing that needed to address but no one changed? Yes. Yes, exactly. Well, and here's the thing is like, so last year was a four. Uh, mm -hmm. 2020 was a four. And when fours get stagnant and stable, it's you're looping, right? You're doing the same structure over and over and over. That gets mundane. That gets boring. That's why the five is so important because you need the stability and structure, but you need that to change it up to figure out what isn't working so that you can reach the internal harmony of the six. Right now, this year, this is the year of the pivot. This is the energy that's going to actually help the changes. We all wanted to make the changes last year, but it was a four. The, the energy wasn't right. That's why reality was like, oh, we're going back to normal. It was just funny. this blanket that it was just this blanket that was put over because we weren't in the five yet. The energy wasn't right to make the, okay, here's the thing. We have a free will. You can do anything at any time. The energy of numerology or astrology, it's just a roadmap of being like, hey, now is a good time because it would support this energy. You know, last year it was a good time to look at the structures and foundations and the looping. This year it's going to be supportive of the changes, even though we all wanted to do it last year. Last year wasn't the time to do it. This year is the time to do it. And but before we can totally do it, we have to go through that year six. Because astrologically, next year is not getting any easier than this year. Um, so I agree. Six. <laughs> and this is the first month that's a five. So we haven't had a we haven't had a five month all year. So this is the first time oh. it's five year, 
and five months. So this is, uh, this no wonder. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like all of us in the spiritual community, like we all know what's coming and we don't want to like talk about it because we don't want to be pessimistic, but (laughs) well, I'm no, I I just don't think we want to freak the normal people out but oh I know people keep talking about like when will this go back to normal and I'm like oh my gosh you guys why what do you think we thought last year was bad yeah like I mean we're about to go in okay I shouldn't say that yeah so well it's good 2022 is the year and, and but like it is good because mm-hmm. last year was it's and and up until this point it's been really annoying. Um, people are just like, well, it's let's call it good. It's there's oppor- there's a lot of opportunity. I mean, that good year. that Cause I'm cause glad that these things for are lot, for some people. <laughs> oh, of course, I'm not talking about the suffering that's actually happening yeah. in the world. All I meant was um, that the change that didn't actually occur now has to come back to be faced like, no, no, none of those things changed. All of those things that we identified that are problems in this structure here, nothing was done. It's still a problem. Now what are we going to do? Well, so and- Collective Six sounds cathartic and good, even though very difficult. Yeah, yeah. And the only, and I agree that changes should have been made last year, but now we are in a moment of, um, new with the numbers, it's more supportive of the change than it was last year. And so even if we would have changed stuff last year, it may not have stuck. You know, we might've turned it at the wall and it would have stuck, but then it would have, you know, slid down the wall. Now we can throw it and it'll, it'll stick because it's more supportive of the change. Yeah. I mean, like what good are changes when they're just performative? We've already lived through that for for centuries and decades. Yeah. So we don't need any more performative change. We need actual change. Um, So I, I know that it's hard and people are really struggling and I get that. I am just looking forward to people being more open to the actual change instead of the performance of change. Yeah. So what I will say to everybody um, is, you know, the person that you aspire to be, what hurdles, what changes do you have to leap over? Are you at a point of keeping that person that you want to be at a safe distance and saying, oh, one day I'll make those changes. One day I'll make those changes. Or can you come to terms with yourself now and actually put in the work to make the changes yourself? Because I believe that, yes, we can point the finger outward and say, this is wrong and this is wrong and this is wrong. But until we're able to do that for ourselves and we can hold ourselves to the same standard as we do everybody else in the outside world, it's not a ascension outside it's an incension yeah make your I just I just saw Michael Jackson in the mirror it's his it's his uh song man in the mirror you know can can you look in the mirror and can you make those changes first 
That just reminds me. I was like, it's bringing the podcast back full circle to the mirror song, but that new Let Me Be Your Mirror, Courtney oh, Barnett. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> I am the agent of change right here of this five-year, five-month yeah. Yeah. personal soul number five. <laughs> it's like, what is? it's the Let Me Be Your Mirror. Yeah. So everybody, because, the mirrors. Goes out in the street, being like, "Yes, change, <laughs> actual change, you guys. Let's get on it." <laughs> and Paul's in the back, being like, "Okay, I have to create a plan." <laughs> yeah. Let me get all the steps down for yeah. sure. Well, I want to prepare for that six because, like, now when I'm looking at that six, I'm seeing like a pregnant body. You know. Ah. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Oh my gosh, that makes me really excited. You guys can't wait for um, our next meeting with Sid so we can see what happens after 2022 because we know this year is rough and next year is also going to be rough. And then what's going to happen? <gasps> what happens after that pregnant six? And uh, so you'll have to come back with us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so looking forward to it. Yes, this was a great chat. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. And I'll be your mirror. Reflect what you are in case you don't know. I'll be the wind, the rain, and the sunset. The light on your door to show that you're home. When you think the night has seen your mind. That inside you're twisted and unkind Let me stand to show that you are blind Please put down your hands Cause I see you I find it hard to believe that you don't know But if you don't, well, let me be your eyes, a hand to your darkness, so you won't be afraid when you think the night has seen your mind, that inside you're twisted and unkind, well, let me stand to show that you are blind, please put down your hands, cause I see I'll be